Well, happy birthday, Faith Promise, 20 years. Wow. Amazing. We had Founders Dinner Friday night at the Pellissippi campus, and it was wonderful. People have been here giving, serving for 20 years, still committed to winning the law, still committed to building the kingdom of God. So way to go. Welcome to all of our Faith Promise campuses, whether you're in Campbell County, and I've been at every campus this week. Oh, we got some Campbell County folks at Pellissippi this weekend. Whether you're at the new North Knox location, on the internet, around the world, Blount County, Pellissippi, wherever you're at, we're thrilled that you chose to worship us this weekend. Actually, you picked a great weekend to come to church because we're sort of in the middle of a celebration about what God has done, and celebration creates anticipation. That's why all the way through the Word of God, God reminds us of what He has done so that a, a soil of faith and hope will be created because celebrating what God has done is literally brings us to anticipation that God is going to move in the future. Last weekend, we celebrated the founders. This weekend, I want to acknowledge another group of people. If at, at any of our campuses, if you are a part of the core, I want you to just go ahead and stand right now. Some bunch of us have T-shirts to everyone. All right, way to go. Come on. Amen. Thank you, guys. Wow. Wow. Uh, every campus, every service, there'll be some people with shirts on like this. Not all of our core will have shirts. They miss the core dinner, and uh, boy, you snooze, you lose. And so, uh, <laughs> but we are so grateful because the core are people that have said, hey, I'm in. You can count on me. I'm in group. They give at level three, which is a tithe. They also serve somewhere in the body of Christ called Faith Promise, and they have signed on the dotted line that, man, this is my family. I want to be planted in this house, and I want me and my family to flourish. And so we're grateful for all they do. Now, some of you guys are close. Either you just like one, you know, maybe you haven't been the next step experience or maybe you've done everything, but you hadn't signed the church covenant or maybe, you know, you haven't stepped up to level three of giving or maybe you haven't started serving, but man, you're so close. You're so close. I mean, don't raise your hand, but that's a bunch of us. Would y'all agree with that? 6,500 worshipers with us this weekend. Come on. There are some of you that, listen, man, it's time to just step over the line of commitment. Amen. Come on, just get on in. The water's fine. Uh, I've done several interviews the last couple weeks as the local news uh, found out that it's our 20th. And I did an interview with a wonderful young Christian lady from the Haas Shopper. And I've done some interviews with them before. And we're rolling, and I'm telling her about it. And I can tell, man, she, matter of fact, her family will be, she may be at one of our campuses this weekend. After an hour, she said, I got to come. So I had a girl. And, uh, <laughs> But, but, but she said, hey, let me ask you a question. What do you provide for your members? What do you provide for your members? And I smiled. I said, I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you what we provide. We provide a place for our members. We call them core. We provide a place for them to come lay down their life for Jesus. That's what we provide. I said, see, in the world, membership means perks and privileges and bennies. 
You know what I'm talking about? What benefits do I get? What people get who commit it, faith promise, you get to lay down your life. You get to deny yourself. You get to take up your cross. You get to follow Jesus every day. You get to pour your life out as a drink offering. You get to serve God. That's what we do. See, the, the American church is about consumers of faith promise. Man, we're about spiritual contributors. We're about people that have stepped over the line and want to be used for God. If you look in John chapter 2, we find the story of Jesus' first miracle, turning the water into wine. Y'all remember that? And some of you are brand new. Listen, you, you, you didn't grow up in church. We're so thrilled you're here. Some of you hadn't even given your heart to Jesus yet. But we're stoked. And so when I say John 2, you didn't even know there was a John 2. That's okay. When I first came to church, I didn't know either. I, when Thady said, turn to Hezekiah, I'd still be looking. You're looking now. There's not one stop. And nobody will know that's you. And so, you know, it's, so I just didn't know. But So just hang out. You're going to get it. We're on a Bible reading plan. Our whole church is reading together through the Bible. And there's a booklet in the back if you don't have it. And so grab that on your way out. Or, or you can do it online. You can catch it on faithpromise.org, all that kind of stuff. But Jesus turns the water into wine. He, he has the servants fill these big pots up with water, and then they're out of wine, and Jesus tells the servant, fill the pot, take the water out of the pots and fill the wine jugs. While they're walking to the head waiter, what happens? The water turns into wine. They bring it to the head waiter. The head waiter tastes it. This is not Boone's Farm right here. I mean, we're not talking about Mad Dog 2020. We're talking about some fine vintage right here. And so he calls the, calls the groom and says, I can't believe you said, man, this is, this is vintage stuff. I can't believe you saved it to the end. Everybody uses the good wine first, but you saved it to the end. Everybody's drinking. They love it, don't they? Who knew that there was a miracle? Only the servants knew. Everybody else enjoyed it. Let me tell you who watches the miracles at Faith Promise. The core does. The people that are committed, that are giving of their lives, are watching what God, and they're watching Jesus turn the water into wine. I mean, there'll, there'll be 6,500 with us this weekend across our Faith Promise Global. And a lot of folks will enjoy it, but they're going to miss what they're going to miss what God's doing. Matter of fact, there'll be people that are going to miss Jesus this weekend. He's, he's, he's with us, but there are people that are still going to leave lost. And so, you know, man, we want you to step in. So, so finish the process. Get on in the core. Come on. Because this is a great place to plant your life. For 20 years, we've watched the miraculous hand of God. Have we not? Yes. Now, amen. Give him some praise. Now, a several few months ago, I shared with you guys a, a significant burden. It was on my heart. And you know, Faith Promise, we're just raw and real. We just sort of, you know, tell it like it is. And a lot of churches don't like that because they want to come at godly. You know what I'm talking about? They get dressed up and they come and they act like they have perfect lives and everybody smiles. They go home and beat their wives and beat their kids. And you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I mean, because we all have issues. And I share with you that my daughter has, she's been married six years and has not been able to get pregnant. And she went to the doctor and the doctor just told her, listen, Faith, you can't get pregnant. We've done the test. Can't be done. And last Saturday after service, we went to dinner, and we started our 20th celebration, so the whole family was there. We were at Carabas, and, and uh, the 40-day fast is over. I mean, 21-day. <laughs> wow, man. Hallelujah. And we were there partaking. 
breaking bread. And she said, we, Frank and I gave, got a present for you and mom for the church's 20th. We know it's not your 20th, y'all's 20th, but it's the church. So we're reading it, and it is a sonogram of an eight-week-old little baby right here. So... Faith, ask me to tell you who have prayed, you've emailed her, you that have Facebooked her, how grateful that she is. The doctor is with her looking at the sonogram, and he said, now, Faith, you can't be pregnant. <laughs> Literally. And she said, my daddy has been praying, and my church has been praying, and you better believe, Doc, I can be pregnant. Amen. <laughs> so <clears throat> we've... We've had 20 years of miracles. We've had 20 years of salvations. This year, we will break 5,000 or 5,000th baptism. Man, we ought to have, you know, we really ought to do it like, you know, the millionth shopper, the bells go off. Man, somebody walks in the water, the whole building ought to just go up. 5,000th person. In 20 years, has given that. But we've seen people rescued, delivered from drugs and alcohol, greed. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen God move. We've seen God heal. We've seen God provide. We've seen God. And in 20 years, let me tell you, God gets all the glory for every miracle he does at Faith Promise Church. But this is what people say to me, not as much as usual because I used to really get mad about it, so they stopped. And uh, word got out. They'd say, listen, pastor, you need to chill. I mean, you're driving us like pack mules. Can't we just stop for a while? Let's just stop. And you know what? We're going to stop when we get to heaven. <laughs> but while we're here, we're going to serve. But, but I've watched churches, small groups, Pastors, denomination, ministries roll so far and get comfortable and stop in the journey. It's like trying to stop and get out of an airplane while it's flying. Just, just stall. In Genesis 28, we find a story of Jacob. Now, many of you know, again, if you're new, you don't know, that's okay. But if you've been around the Bible long, you know Jacob was Esau's younger brother, stole his birthright for a bowl of beans, and then he stole his brother's blessing. Well, his brother Esau said, I'm killing you. When dad dies, you're dead meat. I mean, you are mine. And so, you know, his mother and his father realized that Esau is not going to be, he's not going to be, uh, not going to chill. So they send Jacob away. They literally, I want you to realize, Jacob has never been to Haran. Jacob's never met Uncle Laban. And so they say, listen, we want you to go to, to, your, to your mother's brother, go find him, go to a land you've never been, go to people you've never been. And so here's Jacob. He's never been away from home. Now he's on a journey all alone, going to a place he didn't know, people he's never met. Would that be disconcerting to you? Well, so Jacob is in a, is in a serious point of transition in his life. And so in Jacob chapter, I mean, uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 10, we find the story. And Jacob departed from Beersheba and went toward Haran. He came to a certain place and spent the night there. Because the sun had set, he took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head. Now, that's not my kind of pillow. I don't know about y'all, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking goose feathers, not rock. And he lay down in that place. He 
had a dream, and behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, the God of Isaac, and on the land which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And in you and in your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place. That's where I want to be, don't y'all? Where God's presence is. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord. Who may, you know, who may dwell where is glorious in this place. And I did not know it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This is Bethel, the house of God. I didn't, so now, if I'm Jacob, I might just want to camp out there. I'm looking at the ladder, angels coming up and down from heaven to earth. God is speaking to me there, and God says, this is Bethel. This is, this is my house. I want to chillax about right there. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I think I want to hang there. I want to get comfortable. See, let me tell you where, where he is. See if you guys can see this. Let me tell you where Jacob was. Jacob was Can y'all see that? Jacob was nowhere. And a lot of you feel like you're nowhere. You're in transition like Jacob was in transition. Where am I going? What's going to happen? Is my marriage going to make it? What, am, am I going to lose my house? You, you gotta, would y'all agree that with all the people with us this weekend, there are people in transition? And then see, what happens is God begins to move. And that's what happened. God shows up. And when God shows up, you realize that you are not nowhere, but you are now here. See, see amen? That's, now, actually, in Afrikan, in the Afrikan language, here means Lord. So you thought you were nowhere. You realize you're now here. Now it's now Lord. And so, but the deal is, we, that's what happens to us in our spiritual pilgrimage. We are nowhere in transition, lost or messed up. Then, then God arrests us. God reveals himself to us and we're saved or, you know, God moves in our life and we realize we are now here and, and we're, we get comfortable and we want to stop. That has killed every church that's died. In the 1960s, there were great churches in America. The top 10 churches in America, half of them don't even exist anymore. They were the largest, you go to the largest churches in the 70s, not around, 80s, not around. The biggest, most of the largest churches in America are 10 to 15 to 20 years old. See, because they, they, they were now here. Let's chill. Let's stop. Let's, let's just stop and camp out. But see, the problem is he was nowhere. Then he was now here with God, and God never planned on Jacob to stop, but for Jacob to keep journeying on. Folks, God had a plan for Jacob. He has a plan for you, and it is never to sit and stall and soak and sour. It is always to advance the kingdom of God with all that we are. Amen? See, because what was going on, 
What was going on is the Abrahamic blessing awaited him in Haran because he was going to go to Haran. Of course, you know the whole story. He got cheated with his wife. He had two, ended up with four. But he had 12 sons. And those 12 sons became the 12 tribes of Israel, of which Jesus was in that lineage. And so, see, we, 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 it's, if we're not careful, we will all get to a good place and stall out. Does that make sense? But Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we, for who? We We are his what? Created in Christ Jesus for good. For good what? Look at your neighbor and said, you ought to do more work. (laughs) Which God, which God, stop, you bunch of fellowship mongers. Which God (laughs) prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. It is the revealed will of God that he saved you and he has a plan and works for you and it is the will of God that you walk in those works. Not stall and chill. Are you with me? That's why faith promise no comfort zones are allowed. By the time you get comfortable, we are going to mess it up. We're going to throw something else in there. We're not going to get comfortable as long as I'm sucking air. In Acts chapter 13, verse 36, David After he had what? Served the what? Of God in his own generation, he what? He he died. When God's done, you're dead. And if you're not dead, God's not done. And so David served God's purpose, and when he got done serving God's purpose, he died. If you're born again, God has a purpose for you until you get promoted to heaven. Amen? Amen? And so that's the deal. We need to all be moving, thinking, looking, forward, moving. See, we have not arrived. The reason that we entitled this three-week celebration, we can't stay here. Let me tell you why. Because you're either taking ground or losing ground. You are either advancing or you are retreating, but you never stay still because it's a war and it's a tug of war. And you are either gaining for God and taking the territory of the devil or we are backstroking and losing ground. And when you think, let's chill, let's stop, you've already put it in reverse and don't know it. Does that make sense? And so we throw it neutral, we start coasting, then we throw it in reverse, and then we start declining. We don't realize it, and by the time we realize that we've stopped and stalled, do you know how difficult it is to regain the momentum of God? Come on, I mean, listen, you watched the Super Bowl, you saw some momentum shifts. And I don't know about you, but I want the momentum of God at Faith Promise Church. At 20 years, we've gone from 200 to 6,500 in attendance. We've got the breath of God in the sales. So let me give you three reasons why, biblical reasons why we have not arrived and why we can't stay here. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. ready. Number one, because of how many gifts have not yet been loosed. How many gifts? 1 Peter 4.10. As each what? Is that all of us? Does the Bible say as some of us, as each one has received a special gift, employ it, use it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If you're born again, then you have at least one gift. Many of you have multiple gifts. And God gave you those gifts not to hoard but to use. Amen? 
to use in his body, to use in his kingdom, to use in his church. And so we've got some people this weekend that need to surrender and submit to the lordship of the Holy Spirit and allow God's presence to flow through you and, and, and bring those gifts to the surface. surface. Imagine with me. If you're listening, say I am. Every one of us used all the gifts that we had. We'd be kicking some devil butt. But see, the problem is we have about 20% of us using our gifts and about 80% of us sitting on the sidelines. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? See, we, man, we don't need spectators. We need contributors. We, we, man, we, 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 we need participators. We, need people. we don't need consumers. Are you, are you with me? Because, see, God wants us to add some more campuses. And God wants us to add some more services. Matter of fact, a couple weeks ago at Blount County campus, they added a third Sunday morning service, and they're writing out 1,000 at Blount County, making it hard to go to hell from Blount County. <laughs> North Knoxville moved into its new campus. It was huge. About four weeks ago, we we're already in a couple weeks at North Knoxville going to add another Sunday morning service. Man, come on. Pellissippi, remember when we were doing five? Five services. And then we moved into the expanded campus. And praise God, we went down to three. One Saturday and two Sunday. It's like vacation all the time for me. Well, vacation's over. At the end of this month at Pellissippi, we're going 845, 10 o'clock, and 1130. Because we need more room. Now, some of you other campuses can clap, but at Pellissippi, that means two, a couple hundred people got to get off their butt and get in the game. See, momentum and growth is not just about more people coming. It's about people being saved. It's about more people serving God, employing your gift as a good steward of the manifold grace of God. And so right now, there are people that need to get in the game at Pellissippi so that we can outfit three services. Well, why would we do that? Because we're going we're to help more hurting people. We're going to win more lost people. We're going to provide more seats to win more souls. Are you with me? But what needs to happen, listen, in the name of Jesus, I just want to take a little authority right here because we have authority, church. We just don't realize it. There's some gifts in you. In Jesus' name, I speak to those gifts that you come out, that you begin to rise up. Their gifts of service, their gifts of administration, their gifts of teaching, their gifts of evangelism, their gifts of giving in Jesus' name. Man, there are gifts in you that you've been sitting on because you're afraid. The devil's lied to you and tell you you can't use those. And in Jesus' name, rise up. Let's be an army, and let's make it hard to go to hell from East Tennessee. Come on. When Ezekiel looked at that valley of dry bones, God didn't say talk about the bones. God said talk to the bones. Amen. We've been talking about the problem long enough. We need to speak to that mountain like Zechariah tells the rubble. We need to speak to those issues. Amen. Come on. He said, that sounds a little Pentecostal to me. <laughs> Bless God, it sounds a little Bible to me. <laughs> it's a deal. Number two, why we can't stay here. Because how many haven't reached their full potential yet? Anybody, anybody reached your full potential? Oh, my, there's more in you? <laughs> then we, listen, we can't stop. Colossians 1, 28 and 29, 
We proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man, so that with all, with all wisdom, so that we may present every man what? Complete, not partially done, not half done, not half your gifts, not some of your potential, that we may present every man, woman, boy, girl, complete in Christ for this purpose. I labor, I strive, I work my rear off according to his power, which works mightily within me. In Jesus' name, at Faith Promise, you're going you're gonna to reach your potential. I'll tell you, you're going to reach your potential because we're going to keep praying. We're going to keep believing. We're going to keep preaching the word of God. We're going to keep worshiping God. We're going to keep. And you know what? Some people will leave because it'll be too rough. They want to go to church where they can just sit soaking sour. You know what I'm talking about? That's all right. Not everybody wants to take the journey. That's okay. It really is okay. But those of us that are here, we're going to achieve our potential. Those people have been here for 20 years who've given almost $13 million, by the way, those founders, $13 million, and given 110,000 hours, 13 straight years. They've given, man, they're, they're, they're pushing to reach their full potential. And that's what, man, come on. We hadn't arrived. We can't stay here. We've got to get planted in the house, our theme for the year, so that we can flourish in the temple and the courts of our God. We've got to, man, we've got to move on. See, if you're not all you can be, then we won't be all we can be. You'll never build a skyscraper church on a chicken coop foundation. We've got our bold, spirit-filled believers who are committed, planted, flourishing, being all that God wants them to be, and that's how you build a church that's all God wants it to be. Amen. So let's rise up, church, man. Let's be it. Let's do it. One more reason we can't stay here, because how many still have friends, family, teammates, classmates, neighbors that are far from God? It, listen, it's what gets me up in the morning. It's what gets me up. It's not building another building. That didn't get me up. That makes me want to stay in bed. That's not, man, it's not... It's not raising money. It's not making better, more creative. What gets me out of bed is 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. Speaking of God who desires some men, part of the men, all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That gets me up in the morning. That makes me push to plant another campus. That makes me push you to be all you can be so that you can win the people that God has laid out and placed in your path that he wants you to win, that he wants you to invite, that he wants you to bring. Easter, eight, we're gonna have, we have 26 services, 18,000 people. Just go ahead and write it down. It'll be the greatest harvest we've ever seen. And some of you guys have got to get plugged in so that when you bring your friends, they can plug in where you are. You're not in a group yet. You're not serving yet. You're going to bring people. I was taught in seminary that, man, winning souls makes you a tither. Winning souls makes you a church member. Winning souls makes you committed because you're not going to bring people in and say, what, what, well, what do I do at church? Well, you come sitting on the pew like I do. We've got enough sitters. We need some servants. And so, come on. Man, it's not time to stall. When I fly an airplane, little airplane, if you start get, you get going too, too slow, it goes, Aah! it's very annoying. Aah! It's called a stall warning indicator. It means you're about to die. <laughs> it's 
So it ought to be unpleasant. We're not going to stall the plane. Man, we're not going to stop. Let me tell you what we're going to do. By the way, the new Corvette has eight gears. I know that's not spiritual, but it does. Now, we're going to slam this thing into eighth gear. We're going to supercharge the engine, and we're going to fill the tank with nitro, the Holy Spirit, and we are going to run this race to the end to glorify God and make it hard to go to hell, and we will never slow down in Jesus' name. Wow. I've never been more excited. I really have never been more thrilled about our future. Next weekend, you don't want to miss because we're going to talk a little bit about where we're going. We've talked about the last 20. We've talked about why we can't stay here. We're going to talk about where we're going. Some of you are ready to get on board. And I'm talking about you're ready to get saved. Thousands of people listen to this message right now at all of our campuses. And many of you have been coming, you've been kicking the tires, and you're ready to bow your knee and confess Jesus as your Lord. You're ready to turn from your sin and put all your faith and trust in Jesus. Where else is there to go? Where else is there? Does the world have the answers? <laughs> We're looking at World War III out there. I'm looking at world leaders thinking, do these people have any brains? Y'all ever think that? I'm just looking. The answer is not the government. The answer is not in the schoolhouse. The answer is in the house of God. And so, and so some of you are ready to bow your knee and give your heart to King Jesus. Let me tell you, it's been 1982. I've never for a second, never once, ever, ever regretted bowing my knee and surrendering my heart to Jesus because then I got life and life indeed. And it's been awesome. Maybe you don't remember what it was like to be lost, but I do. The psalmist said, no man cared for my soul. And so some of you, man, you feel outside. You, you, you know you don't have a relationship with God, and that's why faith promise exists. 20 years ago, this church was built for you because God knew you were coming. And he said it's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance and the knowledge of the truth. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, if you're ready to turn from your sin and turn to faith in Jesus, hey, before we pray, just slip your hand up so I'm ready. I'm turning my life over. Oh, my. Oh, come on. Hold it up. Come on. Hold it up. Hold it up. Good. Cow every single section. All right, right now, Faith Promises, pray with these people who are ready to turn their life over. Nobody prays alone at Faith Promise. Dear Jesus, we know we've sinned, and we are so sorry. Forgive us. Come into my heart, be my Lord, boss, Savior, and ruler. I've lived by the flesh. I will now live by faith. Guide me. Use me. Have your way. Let me reach my full potential. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, somebody give God some praise in the house. Wow, my goodness. I love church. Y'all love church? Man, I tell you, I, I just love the house of God, the people of God. Now, if you opened your heart up, either you could take the communication card in front of you, fill it out, drop the offering box. You could take it to our Next Steps area, 
Or you can come and give it to one of the pastors or our prayer folks that will be down front love to pray with you. Now, many of you, listen, come on. Our, God is about to, God's about to give us another wind, another flurry of people. And, and we, need, we need you serving. We need you using your gifts. Amen. Listen, are you disappointed if your child, you know your child is brilliant, but they make Ds. Are you excited about that? See, it bums you out when you know that your child could do more and they don't. How in the world must God feel when his chilling don't live up to all that he has? Amen? Come on, man. We're wasting our life in front of a television while the world goes to hell. And so uh, you can go to the next steps. I just want to challenge you to get in a group. Get in a group. We have an alignment starting the week after Easter, and we're trying to get all of our folks ready. So all of those people that are saved on Easter Sunday and all of those who follow the Lord and believers' baptism, man, we want a group for them to go to because you don't have a baby and leave it on the doorstep of the hospital. You bring it home and you nurture it. And that's how we nurture people. Amen? So, man, get, come on, let's get connected. Put what you need on the communication card. Go to the next steps area, whatever you need to do. If you're not in the core yet and you say, am I in the core? Do you have a coin? This is faith promise. If you don't have a coin, you're not in. Call the church. Find out what you need to do. Come on. Listen, everybody on the team wears the same jersey. Everybody on an army wears the same uniform. Everybody works at a company, we know who they are. We need to know who God can count on at Faith Promise Church. So it doesn't bother me at all to ask you to lay down your life for Jesus. It doesn't bother me at all to ask you to stand over, because let me tell you, I did it 33 years ago, and it just gets better and better all the time. Why waste your life in the world when you can spend it for the kingdom of God? Amen. Has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Wow. Internet campus, internet campus, you can go to the chat room. There's somebody waiting to pray with you or right here. You can click the communication card and somebody will be in touch with you. Our internet campus is growing every week as when our folks are gone, it's a great way to invite people. By the way, internet campus, if you're on the internet campus, you live in Knoxville, get your butt off the couch and get to the house of God. Come on. Amen. Come on. Somebody help me. <clears throat> so, all right. All of you, by the way, are about to be dismissed. There'll be folks down, but down at the front. Uh, those of you that came for the Easter information, my buddy Pastor Tony Crisp is with us. He was sick last week. There's six spots left for Israel. It's going to be the most amazing 11 days any of us have ever spent. So we're go those of you that are going to that meeting, you guys head to the, to the satellite. Go to the next steps area. Listen, the gifts are going to come out. The Spirit of God's going to start working this week. You say, I don't understand what's going on. God is rising up in you, his Holy Spirit. He's bringing the gifts he's going to use you. Amen. You want to be used? Yeah. Give God some praise. We love you. Be blessed. See you next weekend.